On today's JMR, Josh and Joe, we have the, what, fifth week of college? Sixth? Fifth week. Sixth, fifth. Whatever. One of them. Whatever. One of them. Uh, I do want to apologize for last week. We uh, we had a couple of things come up, uh, extracurricular activities that we had to tend to, so we were unable to record last week. We apologize. We hope we will make it up to you this week. Um, with that being said, we start off with a little college football. Um, Joe and I were not happy with, uh, with, with, with football this, this week. Louisiana sports were on a bit of a down yeah, this week. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. So we go through the LSU Ole Miss game for sure. Then we have our college football slate. After that, we move on to, um, a nice little appetizer for the NBA season. We have a, uh, a trade to talk about. Damian Lillard out of Portland. They, uh... The Milwaukee Bucks get a, a little nice little present there. A little shakeup in the NBA landscape just right before preseason. Right before preseason. It's great. We analyze that trade. Then we move on. A little NFL talk again. Not fun for uh, Louisiana fans in general. Nope. Um, the Saints are uh, they're in a bit of they're in some trouble offensively. They they they, they don't look great. Yeah, it's a big no dad. Yeah, no dad. <laughs> um, we got our uh, we got our NFL slate. We got to talk about some uh, Toy Story. You know, little, little Toy Story uh, action. That was that was fun. The Falcons lost. Then we uh, we go into a bunch of the games. Then we end off with a little bit of uh, MLB postseason just started, and uh, then the Ryder Cup. Fuck Europe. Alrighty, let's rock and roll. Welcome to JMO, Josh and Joe. It is Tuesday, October 3rd. Officially spooky season, Joe. Ooh, spooky scary. Uh, officially spooky season. And if you're a Louisiana football fan, you didn't have a good weekend. It was not good, therefore I... Did not consider this a good weekend of football. It was a bad weekend of football. It was a bad weekend of football. It's just it was it. It sucked. No it, good games at all at all. All bad games. Actually, the only good game was the Atlanta Falcons lost. Okay. Yep. That was the only uh, that was, that was a good takeaway from my from from this weekend for me. Um, it was frustrating all around. The LSU game sucked. The Saints game sucked. We'll get we'll dive into it. I like college football has been pretty good, but the NFL has been weird, man. It's just been a little weird. I, I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's they're they're definitely they probably took a little bit of um some insight from M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan? Yeah, for the NFL script. There's a lot of twists. A lot of twists. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just I I hope it all comes together epically, but just like I don't know, first couple of weeks have been just a little yeah. College football on the other hand though. Like aside, like it's been electric. Oh yeah, it's been fucking electric. Um, but yeah, let's dive into it. Uh, unfortunately, we're gonna, we'll start with the. With, yeah, everybody loves to see misery, so we'll start with the LSU Ole Miss game. This was, this was, just as frustrating to watch as the Saints game, but for the opposite reason. Yes. Whereas there was a lackluster for of offense for the Saints, where there was like just absolutely no defense for you know the Ole Miss LSU game. If they could, if we could just get all of them to to like jump into each other and morph into one team, 
We get we have Super Bowl and national championship teams. Oh yeah, right. Easily, easily, dude. I hate Lane Kiffin's face so much. <laughs> he has a punchable face. He for sure. really does, and like I just like I want to I want to just like slam it down. All right, you know how like in um in the Dark Knight Rises, the Joker comes in. And he starts laughing, ha, ha. And asks if he wants to see a magic trick. He puts a, a pencil down on the table and he smashes that guy's face on it. It's kind of what I want to do to Lane Kiffin's face. Yeah, yep. It's just, I. it's a very punchable face. He's even got Joker hair going on right now, too. He's not, he has probably not touched that in, you know, several weeks. Gross. Since football season started. Probably. That might be his, like, little weird ritual thing. You know how baseballs yep. have, baseball players have that shit? A lot of sports players have that shit. Yeah, he probably hasn't touched it. I don't know. Um, there was zero defense. Joe, there was 1,343 total yards between both teams. There was 14 touchdowns between both teams. That's This was this was not a Big 12 game? Oh, no, no, no. This is an SEC. This was an SEC game? Yeah, oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Although, I will say, that's kind of normal not to have defense if you're an old piss, you know? But oh, dude. And what? What are you doing storming the field, old piss? <laughs> what? That's just A number sad. 13 team that's already that lost is, a game this year? That is just really sad. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Again, like I said, I think the, the storming the field is getting way out of hand. It is. And I blame the NCAA. I blame the NCAA because they told us not to do it. So what the fuck you think we're going to do? You're the fucking reason for it. Yep. And low key, I think I kind of, I think the NCAA kind of wanted them to storm the field more. Maybe in a weird way, it's like, yeah, we get better ratings when people storm the field. So we're gonna tell you not to do it, knowing that human nature just basically dictates that we do what we don't want to do, what we're told not to do. Yeah. And like, come on, come on, Ole Miss. Like, I expect better standards from you. Like, I it, like if this was a Vanderbilt or a Missouri or somebody, you know, doesn't win a lot. I'll uh, actually, I shouldn't say that about Missouri because they're actually five and zero. But they are five and zero. But you know, a typically bad program. Let's say Vandy. You know, if Vandy had a win like this. That would be a different story. I'd be like, okay, they stormed the field. Yeah, they don't do this very often with any top 25 teams. So, like, that makes sense. But set your standards better, man. Come on. Like, I, Act like you've been there before. Act like a, with a little class and, like, you basically put yourself to the level of Vanderbilt right there. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, you were like that never- happy about beating a one-loss number 13 LSU team that you stormed the field? Yeah, that's that's fucking terrible, man. I mean, that's a what? bad look on you. What they peaked, so now it's all downhill from. It's here? all downhill. That's what yeah. it seems like. Yep, peaked too soon. Fuck, man. That's it's so bad. Stop. Oh, you're. It's it's just. Yeah, yeah. I'm lashing out a little bit, but still, it's it's not. Our point stands. Mm-hmm. Our point stands. We have to do something with the defense. We have to figure something out. Um, yeah. our secondary's trash. Our secondary is very trash. It got exposed. Um, <clears throat> defensive line. It, it should have been. It should be a strength where it's not. It's not. Yeah. But, it, it, like you, you. I just. I don't want to say we're bad at defensive line, but we're just not performing to the level that I expected them to perform. So that's why I think they're bad, but they're not bad. Well, on that note, they actually have brought in uh, Pete Jenkins, uh, a defensive line specialist. 
basically has been a defensive line coach all his life. He's, they're bringing him in for the sixth time in his career to go in LSU. This is the sixth time Pete Jenkins has been brought in as a defensive line coach. At LSU? At LSU. Oh, shit. Okay, so basically whenever in Pulp Fiction they called in, um, what's his name, the Wolf? Mm-hmm. That's what that, that's what Yeah, Pete Jenkins is our wolf. It's yeah. our wolf. Okay. Yeah, we, we like hey, defense line ain't doing well. Call in the wolf. I'm calling the wolf. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. I, I feel better all, immediately. Yeah. That's I actually cool. it was comforting to hear. Now I will say our defense line coach at the beginning of the year did get poached by Broncos right before the beginning of the year. So the guy that we have there now is just like somebody who's never actually coached there. So, um, so that kind of puts a little bit of perspective. But now I'm I'm a little bit comforted that the wolf is in. The wolf is in. Okay. So the guy who went to the Broncos is is just trash. And he just, I mean, he got, he got paid way more money, and he got thrown into probably a shit situation. I blame I blame Sean Payton for that. Okay. Sean Payton was being a dick. He, he would never draft LSU players because he always hated when the media pressed him on it. But then he's going to poach LSU uh, coaches after he leaves? Fuck you. Yeah, dude, and it's really hard. I'm I'm like, I. it's really hard for me to hate Sean Payton because he brought New Orleans its only Super Bowl. But I credit most of that to Drew Brees. I credit most of it to Drew Brees. I... But, like, he's just not helping himself right now. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll talk about it during the NFL talk. But, yeah. Um, I'm hoping – here's the thing. We have one SEC West lost. This is this is how I'm going to spend zone this. Mm-hmm. We have only one SEC lost. It's an SEC West team. But – Ole Miss already has one SEC loss. Okay. Yep. yep. We just need Ole Miss to lose one more time, and then we control our own destiny. This is this is as far as the SEC goes. Mm-hmm. And then if you get to the SEC championship and win the SEC championship game with two losses, there will there will be consideration for the playoffs. Well, yeah, definitely so. And I mean, because the thing is, is they're going to have a hard time keeping a offense like LSU's out of the. Out of the playoffs, correct? Because I mean, this offense is—it's compar- almost comparable. I'm not, it would be blasphemy to compare it exactly do to not 2019. Say, do not say 2019. But it's comparable as far as how explosive it is to 2019. I don't even think it's comparable. I think it's—it's—it's just—it's a, a close second. It's, it's a close a, it's second. A second. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't compare it, but like, if you're putting it in the same, like, I guess. Atmosphere, I guess. I don't know what else. That's how else to, to describe it. Um, but I do like our offense. Our offense is there. It's there. Uh, Malik Neighbors is is the guy. He mm-hmm. is him. He is yep. him. Uh, it doesn't matter. Like it, the whole stadium could know that the ball's going to Malik Neighbors. He'll still catch the ball. He'll still catch the ball. It's awesome. Um, we let's see. Who do we have next week? We have Missouri. Missouri. They're five and zero. They're five and zero. They're five and, and we've got to travel to them, so we can't take them lightly. No, um, I do think this is going to be our get right game. I, th- I think we're going to stomp the shit out of Missouri. I think, I think I Missouri. Like, I like Elijah Drinkwitz a lot. I think he's a good. He's a good coach. There's just the talent difference be- between the two programs is is astronomical. That's the only. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm riding on here. And and Missouri has to be like. Kicking Ole Miss for trying for beating us in the way that it happened True. because you know now they're gonna be we're gonna be way focused on trying to get like you said a get right game. Yep. Instead of what Missouri was hoping for was a trap game. A trap game. Yes. Yeah. This is no longer a trap game. This is a uh, get right game. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, I don't want to talk about this game anymore. Fuck Lane Kiffin. I hate. I hate Jackson Dart. I, I hate all of the. I hate every single old piss player. Yep. Yep. Um. Anyways, let's see. We'll we'll uh we'll we'll kind of go through these uh these next college games a little bit quickly because we got uh we got we got some NBA talk coming up. So we got some NBA and a whole NBA. NFL slate. Yeah. Slate. Um. Let's see. Utah versus Oregon State. Uh, this is a nice bounce back win for Jonathan Smith and Oregon State. Um. They lost to Washington State last week. Um, Tough loss, thirty-eight to thirty-five. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. It was a great game. Typical Pac-12 game. Um, oh, speaking of which, I was thinking the Pac-12 and, and SEC kind of switched places, like because Pac-12 had a had decent offense, and then I don't know. This week it's just been like the SEC just going nuts on points, and then Pac-12 actually had some pretty tight games, tight like you know, well-rounded teams. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. They might have actually switched jerseys, you know, before the season. Um, maybe in an effort to keep the Pac-12 back together again. Dude, what if this is like one last ditch effort by the Pac-12 to just like salvage, salvage I mean, the conference? They've already, they've already, never mind. They've already signed the deal. Anyways, um, yeah, good, good for Oregon State. I, I, I they're the, they're the, what one of the lone two teams that are still in the Pac-2. Mm-hmm. Did they hold Cam Rising out too long? I don't know. Because he actually even practiced up until this uh, or this week. He practiced mm-hmm. and was actually, basically they were flirting with him coming back, but they held him out because they've, honestly, they've been winning so far without him. They were number 10. Like, I... Yeah, so Dude, I, I, they, maybe they, they held they, him held him one game too long. I think they did. I think they did, which is going to be detrimental, especially because they have a Utah had, has a decent schedule coming out. They still have to play USC. And, oh yeah, and all of them. So like, they kind of needed this win. They definitely needed this win. Um, but yeah, good for Oregon. I'm I'm, I'm happy for the Beavers. I'm I'm actually kind of rooting for low key rooting for the Beavers, especially DJ Ungalea. Ungalea, 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 Ungalea. He's a good comeback story. Yeah, but he's not that good. Yeah, he's just he's not that good at I all. I mean, I mean, he's not as good as he's been hyped up to be as a, at, like the number one high school prospect coming. Yeah, out. I was about to say he he's he's the basically a Friday Night Lights guy. He's the high school guy, and that was that was pretty much it. Yeah, they. He's like he's like what Johnny Menzel was to college. They'll the NFL, yeah. The yeah. NFL will ooze over his talent, his arm strength and everything, but yeah, I mean he's a probably probably set to be a backup in the league. Yeah, he won't be drafted till like the 4th 5th round. Yeah. Um let's see. USC Colorado. This was a uh a surprise comeback. Yeah, I it, I mean, I don't want to say it's garbage time points for Colorado but it kind of was it's I mean if you watch the game if you like take a look back at the game USC kind of let their foot off the gas in the second half like easily well definitely I mean they had 14 points in the third quarter and zero in the fourth and quarter z- right and so like I mean what that tells me is there was second string offensive line and defense alignment in there like there was the, the the positions that like you don't really hear to you don't really know the names very well of like maybe like a will linebacker or a free safety you know or you know they had like a, a second string third string tight end in there you know what i'm saying they i highly doubt they had they had their first string in there the entire time yeah i mean they you make a good point probably in the second half i mean because they were geez there was times i mean they were leading 30 
34 to 7. Yeah. At one time. But hey, props to Colorado for still hanging in there and still playing hard. That's, um, I, I I love that it's that that's a Deion Sanders thing, and I love that. From yeah, him. He I mean, did cause, not quit because and they they scored and they scored quick. Mm-hmm. They were scoring quick, except for the last drive. The last drive actually did take some clock, um, probably because USC probably started putting their starters back in. You know, with it being a two possession ball game, right? And um, but yeah, Shador was, Sanders is good. He's very good. Oh yeah, um, it, it, it it's an exciting offense to watch. USC is they're just I, I, they're they're just one step above everyone that they've that they're playing, and I think they're just going to be one step above everyone in their entire season until they reach the postseason. The, it's going to be basically we're going to have to really see when they play a defense, which honestly will be i think will be when they play oregon dude uh we'll get to this whenever they have notre dame coming up in two weeks yep um that'll be a that'll be a good game washington coming up too i i don't know how i think that's going to be a a a shootout but probably so notre dame and oregon are going to be two really really good tests they're going to be great fucking games and yeah um yeah, because I know, I mean, Dan Lanning's background is a defensive background. He was defensive coordinator at Georgia. Right. So you know he's going to have them ready on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, who who else? I think they have another team on their um, – You talk about on their schedule? On their schedule that has a defensive background – that was a coach with a defensive background. I mean, you could kind of say that with Utah. Utah, yeah, Kyle Utah Winningham usually has a, has a pretty good background on defense. It wasn't until kind of recently that offense has been really firing on all cylinders. Kyle Winningham's been there for a while. I think he's the second longest tenured head coach in college football. In college football? I think Kirk Ferentz might be the longest, right? Or okay. am I am – I, because Kirk Ferentz has been at Iowa since 1999, I think. He's been there for a while. Yeah, I think they're. And I they, think they're tired of him. Winning, yeah. Oh, I. It, it, yeah, actually, I, I don't have the Iowa game on here, but let's go ahead and t- let's talk about Kirk Ferentz. He's done. It, it's it's one of those. It's the it's the Batman quote. It's like you either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yep, yep. And I think Kirk Ferentz is starting to become the villain. He's got his son in there as an offensive coordinator who is doing. Literal trash. Yeah. Um. He they they even had like an incentive for him to score a certain amount of points, and he gets paid like a couple hundred thousand dollars or something like that. And he has he's put up a goose egg actually. Ooh. He's put he's put up a goose egg this year. And Iowa Iowa didn't score a single point against um. God, what was it? Penn State. I can't remember who they played. They played somebody. Oh, they just played Penn State. They just played not, Penn State not too long ago. So yeah, I, I think Which Penn it, State's not bad. No, it, that but you can't like that. That's one of those games you have to be at least be competitive in. Um, they you can't just you can't just drop a fucking goose egg on them like that. Let's see. Yeah, yep. Penn State zero to thirty one. Cool. Look at that. Pat. I'm pat myself on the back on that one. Nice. Well Look done. That, Anyways, um. Yeah, Kirk Ferentz, I think is done. That's uh, sorry, Iowa. You, you that, that was a good run, but he's gone. Uh, back to USC, Colorado. Travis Hunter might be back next week. That's a good sign. That's mm-hmm. good news. Um, USC is going to be incredible to watch for the rest of the season. I can't fucking wait. Well, Caleb Williams is is just all around best talent, electric, and yeah. the Bears are going to just absolutely ruin him. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've already got two chances. 
bro, the, like all those memes that are going around about the Bears having the top two picks right now is just it's wild. Yeah, it, it is absolutely wild. And and the Panthers, like they're obviously rebuilding, but they're still going to be bad. I mean, they're they're not a good football team. So like they, I understand they're re- rebuilding, but you're also helping the Bears rebuild now too. Oh yeah. Um. But anyways, <clears throat> got anything else on USC Colorado? Colorado needs to play big the big noon slot all year long. Why is that? They should never be on. They should never be like prime time. They That's... all their best close games have been big noon. All right. Hmm. It's a little ironic. Considering I know. your coach is prime time. Prime but... time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. Um, Florida versus Kentucky. I think this is more of a testament of how bad, no, or the a testament to Tennessee being bad. You mean Kentucky? No, no, no. Or Florida? No, no. Oh, Kentucky, because, Tennessee. Because because Florida beat Tennessee last week, and that's where Florida got all the hype. Okay. All Florida right, beat tracking. Tennessee last week. That's where they got all the hype. That's why they were ranked. And Kentucky kind of came in and was like, okay, no, you're not that good. You just you beat a overhyped Kentucky team with a quarterback, Joe Milton, who is actually not a very good quarterback. Like he he he's athletic, but he makes so many fucking mistakes. Like he's not he's he's not. I don't know what. Do you know what year he is? Uh, he should be around a junior or senior because if I remember correctly, he might, might be like a redshirt sophomore, but he, he, he transferred over from Michigan. Gotcha. Okay. And I, I'm pretty sure he sat out last year, so I'd have to imagine he's junior or possibly senior, but mm-hmm. I, I would have to venture to pay a junior, him to be a junior. <clears throat> um, the, the, the wild part about this, the, this game is Kentucky had a grand total of 69 yards passing. Oh, I know. And in like, which is odd because they have the transfer Devin Leary that came over from NC State, who like shattered records, passing records at NC State, and now he's like what he has sixty nine yards <laughs> passing. Yeah. But that also, when you have yeah. a running back that goes twenty six carries, two hundred eighty yards, and three touchdowns, I guess you don't have a need fucking for it. Fucking Ray Davis, baby. Ray Davis. Good lord, the guy fucking tore up. Yep. That was that that was pretty wild. Ten point eight. That's eleven yards a carry. <laughs> eleven yards a carry. Yeah, sure. You don't have to pass the ball whenever your running back is basically running a first down every single time he touches the fucking ball. It was that was a Devon A chain uh, performance right there. Yeah, yeah. That was. Oh, he's he's been he's killing it too, man. Yeah. He. You know who he kind of reminds me of? Who's that? Just the run he's going on right now. Remember Jay Ajayi? Jay Ajayi for yep. Miami. He wow. went on like the crazy what was it like three or four week stretch where he was he had like three touched he averaged like two or three touchdowns like a week yeah brought yeah. like teams to their fantasy championship yeah pretty much yeah it's, uh, that's what he's I, I don't know if it's just because i picture them both in a miami uniform and they're just going off but yeah that's what it makes me think of but anyways ray davis unreal um kentucky Mertz? kentucky quietly five and oh kentucky fu- quietly five and oh um, Mertz, he didn't actually play terribly. He had, he was 25 of 30. Like, I don't know, they were like 244 yards on 25 completions. It, it, it screams check down. It does scream check down, which I, again, I don't know if it was his fault or Billy Napier's fault. Um, I did, I was, unfortunately I wasn't able to watch the game. Um, but I don't know. It's a decent 
Decent completion percentage. Yeah, but I don't think Mertz is going to win you a game. You're, you're going to have to have a solid running game. You're going to have to have somebody that gets you at, you know, 75-plus yards on the ground. Um, somebody that's yeah, just – it's going to have to be an overall run they game. They, they had less than 70 yards total running. Yeah. That's, so, like, you just I, – I don't think you're going to win with a quarterback like Mertz and not have a running game like that. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I think this might have been a Florida thought they could come out and steamroll Kentucky, and they just start off flat, and then Kentucky surprised them. Because I mean, Mark Stoops is a decent coach. He's a, I, I like him as a coach. He's just he's never gonna have the talent at Kentucky that he's that you're, he's gonna need to win an SEC championship game. Like, I mean, I think his best bet was Will Levis last year. Mm. I mean. Yeah, and Will Levis already played all right, but I mean, I thought I thought they would have a good, good decent team with Devin Leary, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Anyways, let's see. Texas A&M versus Arkansas. Um. I, dude, KJ Jefferson sucks. Like I know he had a lot of hype, and I know like this is kind of old news, but. I, don't, I think KJ Jefferson sucks. I, I I'm tired of blaming the rest of the Arkansas team. Yeah, but I mean the offensive line is atrocious. It is atrocious. I mean, but they what was it? A and M defensive front forced 15 plays for a loss, and they had 56 plays total. Didn't they Arkansas have like seven off. sacks on them or something? Yeah. So like, I don't know if that all can be contributed, but. Also, I think we also set the standard for Arkansas really, really high. Maybe he like maybe Sam Pittman like peaked too soon yeah. when he had that one year that just surprised all of us. Uh huh. Um, yeah, maybe they they maybe they weren't there yet. They just had all the pieces just come together and just you know had himself a good year. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> this was funny. I love how like when I so I use Yahoo Sports and I look at but the, the stats. And I see somebody like KJ Jefferson have 18 rushes for negative three yards. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, it, but it, it obviously it includes the sacks. But I just love seeing that stat: 18 mm-hmm. rushes, negative three yards. You just never went anywhere. Like negative point two yards per per carry. Like mm-hmm. yeah. So I honestly, this is kind of a Sam Pittman thing because I think you can. You gotta you gotta see that your offensive line's getting blown over and and start doing. Doing some type of screen plays, like some quick slants, some do just do something to help out your help your offense out a little bit. Be creative, yeah. Because what you're doing is is not it's not working. It seems like you're just trying to beat a dead horse. Uh, on the other hand, on the other side, Max Johnson didn't play terribly. Max Johnson had 57 rush yards on nine attempts. He can move. Yeah, we knew that. We saw him at. At LSU, he could. He's got some sneaky legs. He's not going to win you a speed. game, but he's going to keep you in the game. And if you can just have enough, like, like you know, Moss running for 107 yards, you know, maybe like have give him a little help. He'll win you. He'll win you. He'll win A and M some games. Now I don't want A and M to keep winning games. Yeah, I'm I kind of s- like Max Johnson. I'm a little partial to Max Johnson. I'm still not a big fan. I, I don't know. I think they've just been kind of fortunate on the teams that they played so far. I, I still want to see them in some real competition. Um, It's a bad look when your name is Rocket Sanders and you have 11 carries for 34 yards. <laughs> you can't. Like, it's it's an awesome name when you're rushing for 156 yards on, like, 12 carries with three tutties. 
But when you do, when you have 11 carries, 34 yards, it's a tough look. You can't be the Rocket Sanders doesn't doesn't work. It doesn't work. It, it's not good. Um, so yeah, AM AM whoops on Ark. Uh, what's whoops up on Arkansas? Um, you got anything else on that? Nope. All right, Tulane UAB. Tulane took care of business. Slow start, but I mean the the better team comes out in the second half. The only the only thing I had with this game was uh, I think they shouldn't have let UAB score as many points as they did. But again, hey, it's UAB. It's hard to get up for them. They came in, took care of business. Um, <clears throat> well, UAB is coached by uh, Trent Dilford, and um, which is a pretty good coach. But did you see his reaction to his the assistant on the sideline? No, he went off like, on went off like, Trent, was, Trent Dilfer went off on his assistant yes it, it's something you if you haven't seen it definitely go look it up he went fucking off and, really? like it was yeah huh I would love to have been a fly on the wall in that conversation but yeah um but yeah Trent Dilfer is a good coach yeah UAB is actually usually pretty competitive with him I, I, this is just a kind of a down year for him mm-hmm so um but yeah, Tulane definitely won it on the ground. Makai Hughes, twenty-two carries, uh, one hundred and twenty-three yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, no, I, Makai Hughes had a good game. I liked, I, I like him. Um, I'm looking up the, uh, <laughs> I'm looking up the, the video. Trent Dilfer goes yeah. off on his assistant. Yeah. Um, the Tulane can win out the rest of their their schedule. Um, they, they, they have a bye week and then they have Memphis. I think that's going to be their biggest challenge. And, oh dude, he is laying into him. Yeah. Holy shit. He's going straight off. Bro, him. he is livid. Yeah. Oh, he's still going. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps he's going. He's still going. He's not stopping. Yeah. Like I said, l- would love to be like a fly on the wall in that conversation to see what he's talking about. Oh, we got to get him mic'd up. Yeah. Trent Dilfer has to be mic'd up every game. Yeah. Yep. Dude, that is intense. That's like a Nick Saban bitching. Oh, Nick, yeah. Uh, Nick Saban bitching. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Um. Yeah. So uh, I do. I really do think Tulane can go eleven and one. I, I like. They, I was looking at their schedule. They have cupcake teams. <laughs> it's cupcake teams, except for like I think it was Memphis. Memphis was the only one I I saw that was. Uh, See, so we are we saying Tulane maybe another uh, New Year's Six bowl? Mm, maybe a Cincinnati, uh, you know, sneak into the playoffs. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I think I think Cincinnati ruined that for them. Yeah, yeah, because Cincinnati got, got kind of ruined that. Yeah, because yeah. so they have a bye week. Memphis North Texas. Sorry, Memphis North at Memphis North Texas at Rice at East Carolina. Tulsa at Florida Atlantic and uh, USTA, U or UTSA, um, yeah, they they should not lose another game. And at this rate, I might just become a Tulane fan because Lord LSU is 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 they're gonna it's gonna make me die early. Yep. They are. Yep. Um, let's see, Georgia at Auburn or Georgia versus Auburn. Sorry. Yeah, um, it was at Auburn. It was at Auburn. That's right. Um. I don't know if Georgia's as good as as a number one seed should be. I think that like I do now. I do think Auburn got up for this game. It's a it's the oh, old, it's, it's the oldest rivalry in the SEC. Um, Hugh Freeze is he's a good coach. He's going to he's going to have a good game plan. Right. Um, and I think I think what happened was. Um, 
There were titties in the for, in the first quarter, and then okay. Georgia made them go away after the first quarter. For some reason, they got rid of the titties because Carson Beck ended up uh, figuring it out. I think he got distracted in the first quarter because there were titties out. Well, Brock Bowers got his uh, got him focused. Yes, yes. Brock Bowers was able to get him, of, of, you know, be the wing bro, be the the Sam Wise Gamshee, and get him back focused on, you know, mm-hmm. on the actual process. Ah, so like. The the ring for Frodo is like titties for Carson Beck. Carson Beck. Exactly. Okay. It, what destro- I'm it slowly destroys him. Got it. That's a good that's a good one. Um But yeah, Georgia Georgia pretty much dominated. I think like um the end score, it was um I don't know. It it was weird because Auburn started off fast and I just don't really think they were ever in it afterwards. Like they scored they scored what, ten points the rest of the game? Whereas Georgia had twenty seven. After the first quarter, it was all Georgia. Well, I mean, it was it was tied twenty to twenty at a certain point um, in the fourth quarter. They had to they had to have that last drive that ended up bringing them back. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, yeah. it's I wasn't able to watch this, so I'm just going based off of like the highlights and stuff. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a thing where like I think Auburn just got. They they got hyped up for it. It was a uh, Auburn versus number one team, and I I promise you, Joseph, if uh, if Auburn would have won that game, they would have stormed the field. Oh, definitely. Well, that's that's one of worthy of it. Like if you have a number one team and you're and, unranked and you're unranked, that's that's appropriate. And I get it. it's again, like I said, it's the oldest rivalry in the SEC. Yes. So yeah. So basically, um, going by the going by the box score here, it was. Yeah, twenty to twenty in the fourth quarter. Um, they okay, came, so it was close. Yeah, it was a close game. Like Auburn, Auburn put up a fight. Um, basically, what they did, their strategy was basically they uh, Peyton Thorn was more of a passer all year long, and then they just basically ran the Gus Miles on uh, offense back in the day, and he had like twelve carries to uh, ninety two yards. He just ran, ran, ran. Yeah, just like totally psyched Georgia out. That's awesome. Good for Hugh Freeze. Yeah, that that that's a that's a coaching thing. Yeah. Good, good for Hugh Freeze. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I still think, uh, I, I still think Georgia's like, they're just not, they just don't seem to be like a powerhouse number one. I don't know. For some reason, like just, it's just the eye test for me. I just don't think that they're a, a powerhouse number one. I think there's better teams out there than, than Georgia. They just haven't lost. Well, now, now they've gotten that, they've got, they get that Alabama treatment. So now right. they're there's automatically, the standard. they're automatically ranked number one. And anytime Georgia wins close, the problem is going to be them. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Um, good segue here because uh, the next game I want to talk about is Texas versus Kansas. And really the only reason I want to talk about this game is because I think Texas is officially back. They they might be back. That's they, what I was saying. They, they, they might be back. They, they are back. really fucking good. And Jonathan Brooks can run the fucking ball, dude. Mm-hmm. 20 carries, 217 yards, two tutties. I, and Quentin Ewers, Quentin Ewers had had two touchdown, two rushing touchdowns. Like he's, and he threw the ball 25, 35, 325 yards and a touchdown. Like Texas might be back, and I think Lance Leopold has a decent team at, at Kansas. Oh yeah, and well, and they then Texas stomped them. 
Well, I was kind of – I'm surprised about – I mean, obviously the Texas, like the offense is going to be – it's going to be a good offense. We knew that coming Steve, in. Steve Sarkeesian's a – he's an offensive guru. He's an offensive guru. But my big surprise has been the defensive play. I mean, being able to hold them to 14 points and, and kind of dominate the in the, the way that they are, have been, like yeah. in this schedule, that's been the big surprise because, like I said, I mean, Steve Sarkeesian, um, which – can we talk about that's how that being a good comeback story – yeah, I mean he he uh, had a nice good he had a national program national contending program at Washington. Ended up going to USC, had some problems problems in got, USC. For yeah, sure. well, I mean he just had problems like alcoholism and just like right. a bunch of stuff. Went to went to Alabama, went through, through his recovery program with all of you know washed up coaches that he does mm-hmm. nowadays. Yep, and then now now just rolling at Texas. Yeah, and they have a good one next week against Brent Venables and uh, Oklahoma. The I was Red, about to say the Red River rivalry. I kind of, I kind of like that it's being played in the middle of the season. I, I I used to be a huge proponent of of all the rivalries being at the end of the season, but it just fucks up the playoffs uh, like scenario so fucking much now that like I'm kind of sick of it. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of cool to have like these these big rivalry games in the middle of the season. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, which I, the one thing I don't understand is they have Oklahoma next week, and then the bye after that. Why don't you just switch those two around? Well, Oklahoma did uh, did it the other way around. They did. So they had oh they yeah yeah yeah. See, I don't. They should have done that. It's just like LSU and Alabama. Both of those teams always have a bye before the before that game. LSU has a bye before Alabama. Alabama has a bye before LSU. They put the byes in the same week. I don't know why Texas just didn't do that. You have a bye at, before Houston. Like I like Dana Holgerson, but like Houston's not that great this year. Yeah, um, maybe maybe they were just thinking like, oh, Kansas can be a bye. You mm-hmm. know, it's an active bye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean it kind of was. It was forty to fourteen. So, um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Texas is official officially back. They're good. I think Michigan should be, should be number one. I think Texas should be number two, and Georgia number three. Interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's get to the next game. Oregon Stanford. I think I like Troy Taylor. I think he'll need more time at Stanford. He's just like obviously it's his first year, but I I also like I'm I'm up I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm gonna put Oregon in the category of scary good. I'm almost there. Okay. I think I think like I think Texas is scary good. I think Michigan's scary good. I even still think I'll put Georgia up there. I think Georgia's scary good. I'm about. I'm about to put Oregon up in that category too. Okay. Like Bo Nix, at this point, you've been in college for so goddamn long. You have to be good. If you're not good at this at this point, then you just need to be a go be a car dealer, car salesman. Well, you know the experience of you know being nine years in the league. Um, it's really gonna have to. It's gonna pay off dividends. <laughs> it's at a, a certain it's, point. It's incredible how many how long <laughs> that man has been in college football. Yeah. So it, I again, I don't want to take any credit away from Dan Lanning. Unfor- un- unbelievable coach. Yeah, unbelievable coach. You have a very, very experienced quarterback, talented roster. I, I, I'm almost up there. I'm, I think they're almost up there with scary good. I like Oregon. I yep. really like Oregon this year. The only thing I, I really got out of this game was I just kept thinking of throwbacks to Chip Kelly versus Jim Harbaugh. Yep. You know, back yep. in the day. Oh, that was. Uh, those were good. Good times. Good times. Chip Kelly at Oregon. Jim Harbaugh at Stanford. Just good times. Um, yeah, so that's really all I had on that one. I don't know if you had anything else. That's about it. Okay. Uh, Notre Dame versus Duke. I I think this is more of a tribute to how 
how good of a job Mike Elko's doing at Duke. Oh yeah, I think that man is like he he's a defensive guy, and I think he's he's bringing a a, a new I don't know something new to the Duke team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm not taking anything away from Marcus Freeman; he did a good job this game. Um. But normally, that would never be this. That that game would never be this close. Yeah, if I'm if I'm Notre Dame, I'm if I'm a Notre Dame fan, like, and I'm gonna say this as a you know PSA for every Notre Dame fan, I'm going into the hospital and getting my heart checked out for, <laughs> because of these last two weeks have been just like crazy. I mean, so both, close. Both last last drives that win it, mm-hmm. um, basically. But yeah, big time, big time game, big time juggernaut lacrosse matchup. But yeah, um, huge, huge, yeah, huge. Um, but yeah, I I love this Isn't game. It, Notre Dame's defending national championship champions in lacrosse, huh? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then Duke's always up there. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, um, hate to see the the Leonard injury at the end. Dude, I, he's like their their entire offense. Oh yeah, he's he's there. He's his everything. He he was punter. He was a punter last game. <laughs> he put the ball. Yeah. Um, I. They let Duke crawl back into it. Like Duke didn't have a single point in the first half, mm-hmm. and they just like again. I think this is a tribute to Mike Elko. It's like it's the same thing with Deion Sanders. Like they just did not give up. They just like slowly crawled back into it. Um. But yeah, I mean Notre Dame. Good for y'all. They got uh, who do they have coming up? They have somebody coming up. They have uh, Louisville, and then you, and then the bye week, and then USC. So the the those will be some good games. Yep. Um. Yeah. Good for Duke. I like you got something to look forward to at Duke. At Duke. Like again, that Leonard injury sucks, but we'll see. Hopefully he's back soon. Yep. Uh, Tennessee versus South Carolina. Tennessee shut down Spencer Rattler. Like everybody started talking good about Spencer Rattler, and then. Pfft, well, you know, according to Spencer Rattler, that was Tennessee Super Bowl. Oh, was it really? Yeah. So in his press conference, he was like, "Yeah, that was like uh, Tennessee Super Bowl." Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was just you know, All right, sore Spen- loser Spencer. Yeah, talk. That's, that's loser talk. Yeah. All right, Spencer. Good good job. Buddy. And you can't say that. You can't say that until you're in Alabama or Georgia. You can't be like South Carolina, uh, uh, South Carolina, and be like, oh yeah, they, well they played us like they're, it, you know, it's their Super Bowl. No, you're no, they not, didn't. You're not that prestigious. You're, no, sorry, you're not that good. Like I like Shane Beamer, but he's not Nick Saban. No. Um, like I kind of liked you up until this point. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, but you're not Caleb Williams. So shut the fuck up. This the, was not Tennessee's Super Bowl. The proper way, what he should have said was Tennessee won in revenge from last year. That's why they played. They played up for this one, right? Because Tennessee was fucking good last year. They were like they were they were we're going to the promised land. Good. And remember that game last year. That was yeah. It was incredible. It was an incredible game. Even though um, Hendon Hooker got hurt during that. Um, sadly enough, but right. Um. Dude, Tennessee just kept kind of pounding the ball on offense. They yep. just kept running the ball, kept running the ball. Um, which, yeah, if you find – Josh Heupel found a weakness in, in South Carolina's defense and he just exploited it. Mm-hmm. Good for him. I mean, he knows that Joe Milton's not the most consistent quarterback. So, like, you know, you just – You got to find ways to help him. Yeah. So, hey, credit to Josh Heupel. I don't, I, I don't mind him. I don't like him very much because of what he did at LSU last year. But I don't mind him. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. I like it. Take that back. I don't mind him. <laughs> you got anything else from college football? That's it. All right. Let's get to the uh, NBA trade real quick. 
Damian Lillard finally, finally traded. Finally out of Portland. Um, he's been asking for it for a while now, and uh, he's been like going back and forth about it for a while now. I guess. Well, he said he's he won't play for anyone else besides Miami. So it seems like Miami or Milwaukee got a nice little bench player. Okay, a little bench warmer. All right. He did say that. He said according, he won't play for any. According to Damian Lillard, he won't play for anyone but Miami. So, I I I don't know how to I don't know how to translate that, other than, you know what it is. Yeah, I I'm not sure, but but we'll, anyway, we'll see. Let's go with let's go over the trade. Uh, Milwaukee gets Damian Lillard. Um, the Suns get Grayson Allen, Keon Johnson, uh, Nasir Little, and Yusuf Nurkic. The Suns kind of made out on this one. Oh yeah, I I think the Suns made out. Portland got DeAndre Ayton, Tuamani Kamara, and Drew Holiday. Um, I the people think that Portland like got a nice little haul. I think Portland got shafted, especially now that they don't have Drew Holiday anymore. Um, well, they got they did yeah. get Robert Williams and Mal- Malcolm Brogdon, but Ma- Robert Williams is hurt all the time. Mal- Malcolm Bro- Brogdon's a I, I I don't I think he's a good role player. Um, well, they they officially announced that they're they're moving on to the Scoot Henderson era. Gotcha. So yeah, they they basically wanting to put pieces around him. I'm surprised they didn't get more like draft collateral. You know, trying to get uh from the Damian Lillard trade that would make sense as part of a future rebuilding. Yeah, but I also well they did get they did get a couple of draft picks for him. Um, yeah, but maybe but, like more. But like a, a 2027 ninth round draft pick, probably. But like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think they just realized that draft picks don't fucking matter in the well, NBA. Well, the, se- the second round doesn't. Second round draft picks don't matter in the NBA. Um, but yeah, I don't like. I don't. I'm not a big DeAndre Ayton guy anymore. I was. I was all about him last last year, and then he just kind of like tore me tore me down. Like he he's just he's kind of a little whiny bitch. That's what it is. He's just a whiny bitch that has way more talent than everyone else, but won't do anything with it because he just complains all the time. Yeah, it's it sucks because I was all on Deon, the DeAndre Ayton hype train. Well, maybe if he can kind of get a new setting, turn some things around. I mean, Scoot Henderson and DeAndre Ayton, it's not a bad little core. We'll see. We'll see. Um, like I said, the Suns got a haul. I love it. I think the Suns are are. They're gonna be right back in contention. Um, I love Nurkic. I think he, Nurkic is still really good. Grayson Allen, unfortunately, he can ball. Um, well, the biggest thing is they actually got a bench. Yes, because they realize they can't actually just win with just like a you know a big three. You actually do need a bench. Right. Oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, you know what I was thinking about? I forgot about this. This was like one of those games we play with the NFL players. Like, oh, where's Darren Waller at nowadays? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know where Chris Paul? You remember where Chris Paul is? Chris Paul is at Golden State. At Golden State, yeah. Uh, that this because I, I was like, oh yeah, they're gonna fit in with Go- Grayson Allen's gonna, you know, he's gonna butt heads with Chris Paul. Oh wait, he's not there. Anymore. He's not there anymore. Um, but anyways, let's go. Let's get to the 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 meat of this trade. Milwaukee gets Damian Lillard. I he has the mesh. He has the mesh. He's got to mesh with with uh, Dame, with uh, Giannis. He's got to mesh with Bobby Portis. He's got to mess with mesh with everybody. Um, if they do mesh, this is going to be a fucking great Miami team or my, Milwaukee team. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I I'm actually pretty pumped. I hope they do mesh because it's going to be awesome with 
Boston Celtics and Milwaukee being in the East. That Eastern, if that's an Eastern Conference Finals matchup, that's going to be one. That's going to be an epic one on oh, paper. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, because <clears throat> let's put let's let's be honest. Like obviously, like we'll just get to it. Boston ended up getting Drew Holiday from Portland. That's what Boston needed. They needed a, the, to replace Marcus Smart. They hired. They have. Kristaps uh, Porzingis to to kind of replace Robert Williams. It's he's basically the white version of Robert Williams, I think. Um, and Maybe they, a little bit more of a with a shot. He's got a little bit of, a better shooting than um, Porzingis than Robert Williams. Than Robert Williams, yeah. Well, well, no, like I'm not out, like out, out, outside shooting. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, like a yeah. jump shot. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm thinking more like around the rim because that's pretty no, much where that's pretty much where Robert Williams hung out all the time. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. I, dude, it's 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 Boston in in Milwaukee in the East. I'm I'm pumped. I can't fucking wait. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a great fucking matchup. If they, I don't know if they play during the regular season. I'm sure they do. Oh yeah, they they all do. They have to. Um, but that's gonna be a a hell of a playoff matchup if they if they meet. Mm-hmm. But um, that's probably they're probably no. I was gonna say they're probably eyeing in as a um a Christmas matchup, but they've already released the schedule. Yeah, that would have um the. The NBA, they are Adam Silver is kicking himself for them doing that trade for, because he would have definitely made that a Christmas matchup. They should, well, they should take a page out of the NFL's book and, and flex. Just flex them. Flex. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know the Knicks. I think the Knicks are playing the Bucks on Christmas. I believe so. I believe that's that. That's one of the Christmas matchups. Which I don't know. I think that that would be kind of good. I think I like the Knicks this year. I mean, I think they're gonna they're gonna play with more chemistry. Than even they had last year, so, um, yeah. So it was nice. It was a nice little NBA. Uh, it got got me excited for the NBA season. Just, yes, because the NBA season is going to start here. What in about a uh, couple weeks? Should couple, be starting pretty soon. A couple weeks or a at month least preseason should be starting like so, yeah. in the next week or two. Right. So you know, it was it was a nice little like appetizer. It was good like key bump before you know you actually did a fucking line of of NBA. Okay. So, um, yeah. You got anything else on the trade? Uh, that's about it. Okay. All right, let's get through some of these NFL games. We got an NFL slate. Uh, not a long one because, like I, like I said earlier, <clears throat> um, the NFL is a little weird this year. I think it's I think it's stupid. And, sure, it might, it might be because my team just can't score anything on offense. Um, but I just – I don't know. We'll, we'll get into it. Let's start with the Saints versus Bucks. This might have been the most frustrating game I've ever watched – the Saints play, and this is coming from a person who watched the Saints when Aaron Brooks was on the team. Oh, this is and now this is a throwback. This is gonna date date me, but yeah, this was back in like the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And those teams were bad. Those were the the brown paper bag over the the head. Yeah, but at least we had like some excitement with some Joe Horn action. Some um, remember Mike McKenzie, Mike McKenzie at Mike cornerback, McKen- Deuce McAllister, Dante Stallworth. Oh, I love Dante Stallworth. He just sounded like a Jedi. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but it just I guess the name just sounded just like a Jedi. A Jedi to Don- me, Dante Stallworth. Yeah, yeah, Master Master Stallworth. Yep. Um. Yeah, again, we we shouldn't have started Derek Carr. I I think he's still hurt, and mm-hmm. I think that the Bucks were not a good enough team to have to force your court your quarterback to come back early. I think like 
we could have honestly shared shared the snaps 50-50 with Jameis and Taysom Hill. Something like that, yeah. I, I, I would have been happy with that. Dude, Taysom's kind of playing really well. Like, low-key playing really, really, really well. Every time he's in, it's almost like back when Sean Payton used him. It's like every time he's in, there's something really productive happening. That is happening, yep. So, yeah, no, I, I agree that you could tell because, I mean, just look at, I mean, we had Alvin Kamara come back, for uh, first of all. But, I got a funny stat on him. Well, I was gonna say, I, I think I was gonna say the same thing. The thirteen catches and thirty-three yards, like <laughs> How, what? And, and and here's the best part about that stat: he his longest <sighs> his longest catch was ten yards. So he had twelve catches for twenty-three yards. <laughs> like what? That's it, wild because that in a PPR league, that's thirteen points. Oh yeah, it's thirteen points just by the catches, and then you had three, so that's sixteen points just in the air. Mm-hmm. But that shows like Derek Carr was not healthy. He was not gonna. He wasn't pushing the ball. He didn't feel confident pushing the ball down the field. No, nope. too many checkoffs. But I, you know what, the offense sucks. But I, my biggest things I have to blame. I I blame the off offensive line and the offensive coordinator. Offensive line has been atrocious. Pete Carmichael is. Uh... And and then I don't think it's getting helped by Pete Mark Carmichael. I, I don't think you, enough you know, criticism goes towards Pete Carmichael. You know Dennis Allen isn't doing anything because he's – I think he's basically held handed the reins off to Pete Carmichael, and Pete Carmichael is not good. No. He's, he's, not, just, he's not doing well right now. He's just not clever. He's not clever in his offensive attack. Like – and I honestly, I'm not going to lie, I kind of saw this when Sean Payton was out that year, to, uh, 2012. Yeah. He's just not a, as creative a, of a guy. Think about it. How many screens have we thrown this year? Uh, I don't think we've thrown a screen. Uh, actually, you, you might be right. I think we might have thrown one because Cam- Camaro was back. I mean, I'm, a, I'm exaggerating, but maybe one. That's true. We haven't really thrown it. And the, and what was Sean Payton was notorious. Now I'm not saying you want to throw screens all the time, but really precise moments, especially when your offensive line is doing like dog shit. A nice screen can really you know soften up the defense and soften up that pass rush. Otherwise, they're just getting to the quarterback in like in split seconds. That's true. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, so like I, it's just and then some creativity, like not even we don't even really have so much motion going on either. We don't even have too many like end rounds. It really is a bland offense. It's a bland offense. That's it, what it is. I think that that might be you. You hit the nail on the head because I knew I was frustrated, but I didn't know why. Why? I mean, I knew I was frustrated at the offense, but I didn't know why I was frustrated at the offense. It's just boring. It's a boring offense. There's nothing there. There's nothing like to be excited about. Yeah. Like you're gonna do the same fucking things over and over again. I don't even think we've done much of a play action with uh, Derek Carr. It's like we basically just spread everybody out and then we just kind of do our routes. Which, honestly, I think we have the talent to make it at least suffice on some of the games that we played previously. But, like, you know, if a defense has figured us out, like Todd Todd Boyles is a good defensive-minded coach— if they if they figure out that we're just a bland offense, they can predict us. Right, and like honestly, we like uh, to to your point, we were playing really well against Green Bay until Derek Carr went out, and yep. they were just doing what you said. They were just running their routes. Yes, and like you said, we can we we can be good at that against you know mediocre teams. Yes, you got to get creative. All right, thank you, Joe. I needed something to point my finger at, and I, I finally got it. 
I, I had a lot of frustration with this game and really took a deep dive into like you know this season. And yes, that's that was my that was my therapy. Good. I'm, like I'm glad you got. Out. I'm glad you got some therapy because what I was trying to get therapy from didn't help me out at all. I tried to get it from my fantasy teams, and I don't even want to go there. Oh, you can't do that. I'm 0 and 4. <laughs> I'm 0 and 4. 0 and 4. I haven't won a fucking game in my fantasy league, and I have legit tried every single time. You know, not even gonna go there. Never mind. Nobody cares about my fantasy team, anyways. Uh, one one question I had: Why does Baker look good? Why, why, why does he actually look decent at playing quarterback right now? Maybe maybe he has always looked decent. We just haven't really said that he does. No, because like at the end of his his career at um, the Browns, he was not making great plays. He was not. He looking still took good. them to the play their first playoffs. I understand years. that, but like on his way out, he was not looking good. And I think it had to do more with the off field issues than it did like because he was just getting roasted by the fucking media and i think that really does have a lot like have a lot of influence on a player oh yeah especially one like baker mayfield you you remember there was a, a good year or two where he was in every fucking commercial mm-hmm. he was in every he's like he's like where, Kel, where travis kelsey is right now yes so like he's in the commercials everybody's seeing him and then he plays bad and now he gets roasted and also his personality doesn't help out sometimes like he can he yeah. has a feisty personality at times and the media loves to just go off on him whenever they go bad when you they got, do bad yep you gotta be a strong motherfucker if you got a personality like that and you start playing bad yes you basically got to keep playing good and if you want to keep that personality yep yep because you created a target on yourself that is true uh do you the bucks aren't good the bucks are not good they just they they looked good because the saints were so fucking bad i i think the real turning point that everything went south afterwards was that fumble on the goal line we had just got an interception to stop them big turning point just go into the half seven three and then we fumbled the ball. There was no – all right, so that interception where the guy – where what's-his-face um, got tackled and they called it on the two-yard two line, that – he – that should have been on the 20 – that should have been on the 20-yard line. Oh, that was bullshit. He, that was the most bullshit call, and I blame Dennis Allen for not reviewing that. Yes. That was – that's a Dennis Allen – that's a coach move, and I was screaming at the fucking TV for him to challenge it because he was forced – um, the safety was forced out. when he, After he, he – he, Pass or uh, he made the interception. He was forced into the end zone. Yeah. That was not like, well, and it would it would have been one thing if he had made progress, like in uh, to go that direction. But he was getting pushed back the entire time. Yeah, the guy was ripping him into the end zone. Even the announcers were like, "This is not a good call." And I guarantee you, if we had been put out on the twenty yard line and not the fucking two, we wouldn't have handed it to the fucking fullback that that fumbled it. Yeah, yeah. Guarantee it. What it, we we would have done something else. Yep. That could have been that could have been like a game changer almost. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you we, go into go into the half 7-3 because we also got some momentum by stopping them yep, by that interception. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh, I that think could, that would have been game changer. Game changer. All right, I'm done I'm done talking about the fucking Saints. Yep. Um, let's see Lions Packers. Dude, I love love the Lions defense. <laughs> I I'm I I <clears throat> I love I mean, we you and I both were Dan Campbell guys, but yep, yep. like it's nice to see like a gritty fucking defense out there. Oh yeah, and they they play like Dan Campbell. <laughs> exactly. They play like Dan, and Dan Campbell didn't play a defense. But no. if Dan Campbell was a defender, they they're playing like him. This is what I'd imagine Dan Campbell played defense like. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, <clears throat> basically the the main thing I got out of this was the Lions defense really good. The Packers aren't that great. I don't think Jordan loves the answer, but that's still TBD. Um, and Montgomery's a clear cut number one, but this is fantasy advice for all you out there. Montgomery's going to get overused, and Jameer Gibbs is going to end up playing uh, the second half, most of the second half of the this season. Yeah, Garrett, Garrett. we we said that on our fantasy podcast. Yeah, we did say that as far as him, you know, hey, him look, being the clear cut number one. Yeah, because um, I, yeah, David Montgomery, it's definitely definitely. Get, I mean, they brought him in, and I think people forget that David Montgomery was actually a pretty good back at this the end of his tenure at Chicago. He was great at Chicago, I thought. Yeah. Um well, I, I he struggled a little bit at at first, but um he really did come into his own and then he just battled some injuries and such. Right. So um but yeah, no, um basically what I had on this one, Amon Ra, St. Brown. Dude, he's so fucking good. Gets a beer poured on him for doing the uh the Lambo leap. It makes sense. Yeah, uh, I was about to say if you're gonna do that in um, if you're gonna do that in Lambeau Field, make sure you find Detroit fans. He thought he did, but that that guy stretched over. He, um, I mean, it's a it's also a Packers game. There's going to be those fans around. Right, right. So that. That's kind of on Amon Ross St. Brown. It is. It is. And I'm, I'm glad, like, obviously fans shouldn't be, like, punching these guys or, you know, while they're going up there. But, like, getting a beer on them, that's appropriate. See, I don't know, man. If you're – the fans aren't allowed to jump jump the fence and run onto the field. If you're a player and you jump into the stands, you're kind of fair game at that point. I don't okay. know. I'm just – it just seems fair, you know? Okay. Okay. Um, I see your point. But yeah, you got anything on Lions versus Packers? Good job, Lions. Let's go, baby. Yeah, Quay Walker. Uh, Quay Walker got absolutely ripped by the internet on that field goal. Yeah, jump, uh, field goal flag. But yeah, that was funny. That was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Lions beat Packers on Thursday night football. Let's get to the London game, the Toy Story game. Jaguars versus Falcons. This is the only thing that made me smile about the NFL uh, on Sunday. It was great. It was great. Not only was the the Toy Story thing awesome, theme awesome, the Falcons lost. Um, yes. The just couple things. Uh, Booger McFarlane was hilarious as a cartoon. Yes, yes, he, he was hilarious as a cartoon. Um, the Claw. I think he probably should have been Mr. Potato Head, but that's just me. Damn, they missed. <laughs> They've they, got a missed on. They that missed one. on that one. Yeah, that yeah. was that was a big miss. Um. Uh, let's see, who was the guy with him? Something Mike Carter or something like that. Yeah, um, he should have been Woody, or yeah, probably yeah, he could have been like Woody. Been, he could have been Woody. Um, but the claw put, placing the ball down that was genius, uh, incredible. I think what's even more genius is the Slinky um, being the first down marker. That was a huge winner for me. Yeah, yeah, the Slinky being the first down marker that that kind of made my day. That 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 actually made my day better. Mm-hmm. Like, or like it made my day. It started off my day great. Let's put it that way. That's what I meant. It started off my day really, really well, and then it went sour. But it's always nice to have a good start to a day, you know, because like it just it sets the standard. It sets, or I'm sorry, it sets the tone for the day. Yes, and the Slinky kind of made it for me. But I loved it. I, I think the NFL should do more of that. 
Um, oh, definitely. Keep it going. I mean, it's a big W, big W for men, all men out there because now now they actually get to explain to their wives that this is a family event yes. rather than him just <laughs> sitting on the TV watching football all day. See, the kids the kids get involved. Getting the kids involved. Getting the, and it, it, it's good it was a Sunday morning game because that's when the, the kids are all going to be up. Yes. That's a, that's a kid game for yes. sure. They knew what they were doing. Um, getting to the actual game, I think um, – the, the Atlanta defense isn't terrible, but when do you think they're going to get rid of Desmond or move on from Desmond Ritter? Because <laughs> he sucks. Honestly, and it's it, the thing that's that sucks for him is that he actually doesn't need to be like Peyton Manning or Tom Brady in this offense. All he needs to do, because this is a signature Arthur Smith slash yep. Titans type of offense, it's going to be very he- run heavy. You just need to be a game manager. Yep. That's all you need to do. Yeah, and honestly, like I, this was a bad take, uh, all time bad take on my part. But Bijan Robinson's actually like really, he's actually transitioning to the NFL really well. Yes, um, I did not. I, I thought he was going to need a year or two. But. I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he was going to take some time. I like, I knew he had the talent. I knew he will be good. But like, I just yeah, like same with you. I thought it was going to take some time. But I, I tell you what, his uh, his juke. Um, on to, on the Toy Story version, definitely made him look like he was in Madden. <laughs> like it lo- was that was pretty dirty. I loved when uh, who somebody one of the Jaguars uh, defenders had an interception. I can't remember who it was, but they oh Mario Williams. Yeah, they, um, they on Marcus Williams or something something like that. But they had him running back on the cartoon, and it was just flames coming out of his. Feet. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. Um, but yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy the Falcons lost. Uh, Jaguars look pretty good. They look pretty good. Yeah, I love how the NFL just keeps shoving the Jacksonville Jaguars in um, in London's face. They have them again for a second week. Well, it's no, it's it's the the London Jaguars. The London Jaguars. Yeah, no, I think they're trying to put the Jacksonville Jaguars in London. Yes, that's that's definitely what they're it, doing. It's, it's it's yeah. Um, they had a couple of poor poor London cats I saw with uh, Falcons jerseys on. I'm just like, you, you don't know what you're getting yourself into there. Mm. That's tough. Um, but anyways, you got anything else on this game? Yeah, last thing I had, um, the Matt Collins snapping at Desmond Ritter on the sideline was very funny. It's, it's very funny. So Desmond Ritter obviously trying to keep morale up, keep hopes up, giving high fives to everybody, and uh, Matt Collins was having none of it and <laughs> bowed up on him. I, I, I thought he was about to punch him. <laughs> I mean, tempers flare, you know, and like that, that shit's, you see it all the time between teams, oh, yeah. teammates, but I mean, it's just, it is kind of funny to see like, you know, <laughs> giant Matt Collins just staring down Desmarier like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not in the fucking mood. I'm not going to get high five you. <laughs> um, all right, let's go to the Bills Dolphins. Uh, the Bills are all the way back. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Josh Allen was 21-25, 320 yards and, two, and four touchdowns. Um, Stephon Diggs is having fun. He, like, they're just – McDermott's doing a hell of a fucking job. I think they just they, – it the Bills, it took them a, a couple of games to start up. Yeah. It, it's also just weird, just like, uh, you know, how the Dolphins just, you know, hang 70 on somebody and then they get 48 hung on them the next week. It's interesting. That's it. Like you, you talk about it being a weird season. Weird season. Uh, again, oh yeah, and I have. Uh, there's plenty of, of of games I can point to that are just. In you know what? I think the underlying cause of this weird NFL season is all the fucking injuries. Okay. I really do think that that might be like the the 
foundation of all the weirdness. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, dolphins got a little taste of their own medicine. Yep, yep. Uh, they're still good. Two is still awesome. Tyreek's still the fastest motherfucker on the planet. Like, I'm not taking anything away from dolphins. The Bills came to fucking play. They came to play. They just came to fucking play. Um, it was nice to see. It was cool. Um, I, I'm a big Josh Allen guy. I love Josh Allen, so it's cool. To, it was nice to see him him just ball out. Yep. Um, but yeah, Bills are back. Bills, Bills are all the way back. Bills are back. Um, and so is Demar Hamlin. And so is Demar Hamlin. He still sucks, but he's he's back and alive, unless that's his double, which we don't know. We don't know. Um, let's see. Let's get to the Bengals versus Titans. Uh, it's panic button time. I think the panic button's out. I don't know. I don't know if they've hit it yet, or if they should hit it yet. But the panic button's out for the Bengals fans. Joe Burrow's. He's playing hurt. He's hurt. He needs to be set. Yeah, I, but it's, it's not in his DNA to sit. And I get it, but please sit, Joe Burrow. Yeah, because he's not even able to throw it to Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase is open. He's always he's open. always fucking open. Always fucking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always <laughs> fucking open. He's always fucking open. Yeah, I don't know if that means he's just having sex while he's open all the time, but he's always fucking. He's always open. fucking open. Okay, all right. Um, dude, the Titans did have it was kind of a vintage Derrick Henry game. Yes, it was a nice Mike Vrabel just ground and pound. I think we saw a stiff arm. It was it was nice. We even saw a pass touchdown pass a from him. Derrick Henry touchdown pass. Yes, that was that was you. That's what you want to see out of a Mike Vrabel Tennessee Titans offense. Yes, and honestly, I was afraid we wouldn't see something like that from Derrick Henry, just the, given his age and you know tenure in the league. But that he, was great to see. He needed he needed it to be October. October yes. is when when uh, when Derrick Henry comes out. When all the defense has gotten a little bit of a, some wear and tear on them, and start you know get some bruise, and and then they just see this ginormous giant start coming at them. Yeah, it's Derrick Henry time. Yep, I think it also has something to do with the weather. I think he, Derrick Henry likes colder weather. Okay. I think he's a cold weather guy. Maybe he doesn't like cold weather, which is why he runs faster so to warm himself up. Oh, I like that. A little zigging, twist. Zigging while everybody's zagging. He, he actually hates the cold weather, so the harder the ru- he runs, the more points he scores, the faster the game ends. And the faster the game ends, and yeah, and warms. the more blood, or, yeah. you know, more... Blood gets circulating. Okay? Gets circulated. Yeah, right, the more, the more he's running, the more blood circulating, the faster the game goes, and it's a win-win for Derrick Henry. Yes. Got it. He actually hates... Hates the cold. He hates the cold. Got it. All right, cool. I'm glad we figured that one out. Um, you got anything else on Bengals versus Titans? Uh, that's it. All right, Steelers-Texans. Real quick, um... I think it's time to gut the coaching staff on this on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm talking Mike Tomlin too. It's it's another what is it? I, I can't pronounce the Iowa's coach, um, Kirk, Kirk Ferentz. Yes, it's another one of his situations. I have I have it same thing um, as for Mike Tomlin. This was I because I thought he had to be in the hot seat, but it's he's also one of the longest tenure besides. Uh, Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, or John Harbaugh too, and John Harbaugh. But it's kind of one of those things. He he lives long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yep. Um. Oh, uh, Pete Carroll's been been in Seattle for a while too. Yeah, um, but not as long. Not as long. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I think it it is time for 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 them to move on from Mike Tomlin. Um, and I liked I like Mike Tomlin yeah. as a guy. Yeah, he was he was he, he was funny. I just every time he talked, I pictured Will I Am, and I couldn't just get it out of my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I, I I think I think the Texans got some uh, they got some spunk to them. 
I think they got they're a little frisky. They D'Amico Ryan's is proving that he is taking what beat up bruised lemons and brand new fresh lemons he has and making some decent lemonade with them. I I like the Houston Texans right now. A telltale sign of a good coach, especially coming into a program like that, it's never about the record. It's never about so like whatever they do, you know, finish off in the year won't matter. It's about how they play. Yep. Because I mean, think about it with uh, Dan Campbell. I mean, he's got those guys rolling now. But remember how they were? They they yeah, were losing sh- so many games. Yeah, shit record his first year. I yes, think. but like- at the same time, we were like, hey, they're always in it. They're right. not just getting blown out like they used to. They have some fight to them. I see the same thing with the Texans right now. Dude, C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins making that connection already. Oh, yeah, big time. And um, I just want to like go ahead and just kind of toot my own horn so far. I know I'm probably going to ruin this for myself, but I, was, I did say C.J. Stroud was going to be better than Bryce Young. You did. You I did, did say that, and I think I said that he was going to be the best rookie in this class. Um, we still have yet to see with Anthony Richardson because he's been actually playing really well. Um, but yeah, I like I I, I like my take on C.J. Stroud. I was a I was a big big proponent for for C.J. Stroud. But yeah, it's a yeah, I, it's, yeah. they're looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Not bad, Houston. Not bad. Um, anyways, let's get the Cowboys Patriots. Has Bill Belichick checked out? He he might have. He might have at this point. Um he he definitely showed his frustration on the sideline. It's been now now it's a classic meme. Mm-hmm. Um with his putting his face over his face uh or his hand over his face. Yep. Um relatable by the way, you know, yes. when you're when your team is doing shit. Mhm. Relatable. So I it was a get right game for the Cowboys, and I I don't know if Bill Belichick has it has it in him to to do another rebuild. I think this I think Mac Jones was his last attempt at a rebuild, um, and to kind of like get him back into the Tom Brady type thing. And Mac Jones is not the guy. has has not panned out yet. He's not it. And they and they're I think they're it's not in their DNA to tank. They can't no. tank. No, Bill Belichick will never tank. He can't tank. And Matthew Judon just is out now with and he's about to have bicep surgery, so Yep. Fuck. Yeah. If you're a Patriots fan, man, you don't know this feeling. This is not a good feeling. No. Yeah. Do we get the Bailey Zappy show? Uh Zappy two Dude, he's not good though. Like, I mean, we probably will because Mac Jones ain't it, so he's gotta do something, but Yeah. Bailey Bailey Zappy ain't it either. He's just Mac Jones two can we talk about the weird year uh, again? The weird season. Mm-hmm. So basically, the the Cowboys in each of their wins have won 108 to 13 in their three wins, mm-hmm. but then lose 28 to 16 to Josh Dobbs. Dude, that game made no sense. It made no sense. I think that was a uh, that was one of those. If you're the Cowboys, you just throw out the tape and never think about that game again. You can't you can't overlook like the small guys. Like this is the NFL. This isn't like college. Right. There's not going to be. There's no cupcake game, games, even though there Correct. are like bad teams. There are bad teams, and like uh, you can almost put the Chicago Bears in that category. You can almost put the Chicago Bears in that category. But these are NFL players. Like these are the best of the best. It doesn't matter what you say. Like mm-hmm. any of like if you take the Chicago Bears team and put them up against I don't know, any Texas team, any Michigan team, any Georgia team, they're going to beat the they're going to beat them. 
They're yeah. gonna smoke them. Oh yeah. Most of the Georgia team can't won't wouldn't even play on the wouldn't even be able to start on the Chicago Bears team. Mm-hmm. So like this is the NFL. You're right. Um, can't overlook teams. But yeah, this was a get right game for the Cowboys, and they are they are right. Yep. yep. They are right. As much as I hate to say it. Anything else? That's it. All right, Chiefs Jets. Um, what the fuck, Zach Wilson? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Like you, you look awesome, and then you you threw away the game, but you still looked awesome. You still actually looked. You outperformed Patrick Mahomes, which no quarterback has done in Patrick Mahomes' college or NFL career. Right. Well, somebody who outperformed him both in college and in the NFL. So the, Zach Wilson is the only one who outperformed him in college and in the NFL. No he can, quarterback. He, can, he can, uh, outperformed him in college. Yes, as well. So Zach Wilson outperformed him in college. I think. Um, BYU played Texas Tech. That's what I was seeing online. He outperformed um, Patrick Mahomes in college and in the NFL. He's the only quarterback to ever do that against Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah, so <laughs> which is a weird stat. Um, it is a weird stat. It's. I think, you know what? I think he thought Taylor Swift was a MILF. Okay. I think Zach Wilson thought Taylor Swift was a MILF and um, – I think that's why he played well. Well, he's got all the Swifties that believe in that, you know, Zach Wilson is a better quarterback than um, than Patrick Mahomes. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Dude, yep. there's like there's 50,000 new NFL fans, former Swifties, that think Zach Wilson's a good quarterback. Yep. yep. Oh, no, I didn't even think about that. Yep. So. Oh, they probably think he's so cute, too. I know. Oh, no. Go. Yep. No. <laughs> oh, God. Yep. They definitely, definitely. This was this was not the game that Patrick Mahomes should have had in front of uh, the 27 million oh, viewers God. that we had in this game. Most of an NFL game since the Super Bowl. Um, oh, no, yeah. and they all think Zach Wilson's a good quarterback. I've got an explanation for Mahomes' troubles. Oh, no. So Mahomes is probably, like, just frustrated. There's probably a lot of built-up frustration because Brittany Mahomes is probably complaining about how she's not getting as much attention now that Taylor Swift's on the sideline. That's definitely a distraction. It's definitely a big dis- distraction. Yeah. He's probably, like, wh- she's probably, like, whining to him, like, daily this entire week leading up to it. He's, like, having none of it because he doesn't think it makes it does matters to anything in football, like the whole Swift situation, Swift Kelsey situation going on. Right. The NFL's just using it as a cash grab. Oh yeah, and what, I mean they're doing a great job of it. Oh, absolutely. Twenty-seven million views. Yes. <laughs> Twenty-seven million, and I guarantee you, a bunch of those were just Swifties wanting to see Taylor Swift. Yeah, that That's was it. it. That was it. They don't know what the fuck I saw. Oh man, I saw this fucking. Uh, this picture of the girl with the jersey on it, it said Kelsey on the back, but it was spelled K-E-L-S-E-Y. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, thought was, I, I thought that was pretty funny, though. Goodness gracious. But, yeah, Jesus, man. I, dude. Have you seen the jersey with the uh, the Swelsey? The Swelsey, yeah, I saw yeah. That. That, was, that was pretty good. Um, and then the week before <laughs> was the Kelsey, Jason Kelsey and DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. It's like you mean to tell me these two are fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, yeah, but I, I Mahomes is having trouble. Like he, this isn't like vintage Mahomes. Like the fact that Brock Purdy and Russell Wilson are above Patrick Mahomes in passing yards right now, it kind of blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, would you have 
ever thought that Russell Wilson and, Pat- and Brock Purdy would have more passing yards after week four than Patrick Mahomes? No, no. But at the same time, the, I think this is shows that we sometimes take for granted, like the consistency of greatness. Yeah. Like it's so hard. Like it's it's good to be like I mean there's uh, there's a few that can actually be great, but there's only a fewer minority of that that can actually be consistently great. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. He was the most consistent fucking quarterback of all time. I I'll, I'll, I'll say it. The motherfucker had 300-yard games every fucking game. He had he had five 5,000-yard uh seasons. Yeah. Five 5,000-yard seasons. Like, he was the most consistent fucking quarterback. He just, like, um, Tom just, Brady just won more. We could just never get a defense. No. Um, You got anything else on the Chiefs-Jets? Uh, that's about it. All right. Really, really quickly. Seahawks-Giants, Monday night game. Are the Giants worse than the Bears? Well, when you're shown on primetime sucking that bad, it could be perceived as so. Dude, Daniel Jones is – and he's, Daniel Jones has a fucking attitude, too. The balls on this guy to have a fucking attitude after getting paid 160 million dollars and sucking this bad, and you're 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 basically rub there. He's he's ignoring Brian Dable. Big big balls in the wrong way. Yeah, giving him the cold, giving Brian Dable the cold shoulder too. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Daniel? That's bad big balls. That's, testic- that's testicular cancer. That, right yeah. there, balls. Right there. <laughs> that's, that's the South Park throwing your balls in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, Giants are bad. Giants are really, really bad. Um, dumpster fire, I'd say. It could be perceived as so. Just $160 million quarterback that can't throw the ball. It's wild. Wild. You got anything else? I think that wraps it up for me. Okay. Um, really quick. MLB baseball started. The Minnesota Twins got a playoff victory for the first time in 18 years. True. First time since 2005. I'm not going to lie, man. I fucking love playoff baseball. Play, playoff baseball, I've, I think it's because of the, the disparity between the regular season and the playoffs. Like, the crowd is just fired up. Like, you can feel the energy. Mm-hmm. Every inning is is important, you know? Like, like. It all every inning matters. Yep. Yep. Um, and like these pitching matchups are, are, are even more important. The bullpen becomes uh, way more of a play. Like you, it it's just it's different. It's different, and I love I love uh, playoff baseball. Yeah, I, it just seems so much more implication, so much more pressure in each of the situations. It's it, 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 there is a difference between playoff baseball and regular season baseball. Yeah, and you can feel it too. Yeah, and I I would say maybe the most disparity between like a playoff and a regular season than any any other ones. Uh-huh. I don't know. I there might eh, hockey. Well, no, never mind. Yeah, you're right. There might be a. It is because like the it regular is the season disparity between the regular season and the playoffs. That's yeah. true because it, it's mostly like not that other playoffs aren't like as intense, but at the same time, I feel like the regular season isn't as intense on MLB as any other sport. Right. I could say you could say make a case for like the NBA, but even then, I still think yeah, it's the MLB. Yeah. Uh, last thing I have is uh, fuck the year, fuck Europe. They won the Ryder Cup. Fuck Europe. Nah, fuck Europe. That's it. I don't want to talk about that. Anything else? Uh, That's about it. All right. We'll see you all next week. Love you all. Later.